Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Let's be honest. The first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simon's on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away, because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit UpswellMarketing.com. That's UpswellMarketing.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're talking about HSAs. Are they the best retirement account? All right, Joel, I am pumped to talk about HSAs, which, by the way, stands for Health Savings Accounts. They are relatively new on the financial scene. Yeah, I mean, like, depends on how you classify new, <laughs> right? Like, early uh, 2000s, right? Yeah, early 2000s, yep. That's uh, when they came about. But we are going to mostly talk about how they are a fantastic retirement account. We're going to dive into why that is in this episode. And a lot of people don't even know what an HSA is or if they're HSA eligible. So we're going to get into all that. Matt, by the way, you were out of town for a week recently and uh, the girls and I would come over and we would water your garden. It's looking beautiful, <laughs> dude. And I noticed that you're harvesting a lot of stuff now. Yeah, man, that's right. Well, at, you know what? Before you came over, Kate and I had a fantastic meal and she made this triple mushroom pate and we ate some of our fresh tomatoes. By the way, the kids aren't here with us this week because they're at grandparents camp. And so we're enjoying that married without kids life where Kate can spend as much time as she wants without kids pulling on her leg while she's whipping up dishes. Grandparents camp equals adult freedom. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty glorious thing. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the garden. That's something uh, we talked about doing just months ago, even the garden. It's tons of fun. It's super cool. The girls love it. Kate herself, she actually gets a lot of joy and just kind of cultivating the plants. 
But dude, let me tell you what, it is a lot of work. Which is a interesting because when I first met you, you had a big garden in your backyard at the oh, house you know down the street. Then? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You had this big garden. Back in the day. And it was probably, uh, let me guess, it was probably about 25 feet by 10 feet. Honestly, it was more like 30 by 30. It was a, it was oh, a wow. massive garden. Yeah. And so now you're rolling with a much smaller garden in the front yard, which is probably what, 10 by 10? I should know this. It's a square foot gardening. Kate's really gotten into it. Basically, it's all about gardening in a small plot of land. And essentially what you do is every square foot, you plant something. And what you do though, is you go vertical instead of letting it spread out. So if you're limited in space, that's what you do. And we've certainly had a lot of veggies. It's been fantastic eating fresh, real tasting tomatoes. We've joked before about hipster tomatoes, like the purple ones, but we got them, man. They're growing. <laughs> and we had some of that uh, before you came over for lunch. And it was fantastic. Not to mention other other awesome stuff like and okra. I and know you like okra. I do. I, yeah, I made some fried okra at home the other day. It yeah. was so good. Ooh, another favorite of ours is shishito peppers. Have you ever had shishitos? Like bl- I, blistered shishitos? No, but it sounds good. Ooh, my gosh. I think you would love them. I'll try it. It's a, it's a perfect mix between veggie but on the grill as well because you get it real hot and they blister and amazing flavor. Well, I feel like we need to do a whole episode on gardening or like kind of outside of the box ways to grow your own food, to think about your own food. And we actually need to do an episode on specifically how to cook inexpensively too. And I'm, I'm looking forward to tackling that's, those topics in the future. Well, that's Kate's jam, man. We should, yeah, we should do that. But I mean, I wanted to mention the garden too. It's very delicious. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. But it, because it does take a lot of work, you need to make sure that you enjoy the actual work of weeding and tending to the garden if it's going to be worth it. Because from a dollar to dollar standpoint, I don't know if it actually pans out. But if you can also enjoy the work, enjoy being outside, doing the whole the whole gig, then uh, it could totally be worth it for you. Man, there's something I would imagine, because I haven't done it, so I don't know. <laughs> but I would imagine that there's something really amazing about eating something that you've grown with your own hands that intangible. Like we've talked about calculating your hourly rate, but that's one of those intangibles that it doesn't even matter if it costs you more to grow your own vegetables, as long as it provides you with kind of a connection to the earth and this ability to grow your own food and then eat something delicious. I mean, there are all these intangibles involved with having your own garden that you can't put on paper. You can't put in a spreadsheet. And man, I love that you guys are enjoying the fruits of your labors or vegetables of your labors (laughs) as it might be. Yeah, most definitely. There's some awesome independence that comes from being able to grow your own food versus being dependent on a grocery store. But you want to go ahead and introduce our beer for this episode? Yeah, today on the show, we're drinking Mirror Universe. It's a hazy IPA by Fair State Brewing Cooperative. And this is another beer given to us by our listener, Riley, who donated the beer from Monday's episode. That's right. Thanks so much, Riley in Minnesota. We're looking forward to discussing this one at the end of the show. All right, Matt. So on to the topic at hand. We're talking about HSAs, health savings accounts. And it turns out there's a decent chance that HSAs are actually the best retirement savings account most people have never heard of. And we think that most people do need to know about health savings accounts. We have a friend, Brandon, who goes by the name The Mad Scientist, and he's called them the ultimate retirement account. And I don't think he's wrong, but we need to talk about who has access and how to know if you're eligible, and then also help people understand how to get the most out of their HSA. So let's get to it. Another reason too that we're talking about HSAs is because if you are getting your financial game together, you're looking for ways to to be smart with your money. You're looking for the best ways to optimize. You're looking for the best vehicles to invest through. And not everybody has an employer with a 401k where they match, right? And even with Roth IRAs, which is one of our favorite vehicles to invest within, they still have contribution limits. So if you're wanting to save and invest your money for retirement, you want to make sure that you're aware of the additional vehicles that are also tax advantaged. And in this case, man, this might be one of the most tax advantaged accounts, even more than a Roth IRA. 
Yeah, or a 401k. And HSAs, I think, get overlooked for a couple of reasons. One is that the term health is involved. So people automatically associate it with health insurance, it's healthcare. It's, yeah. They assume that it's not some sort of retirement account investing vehicle, but it is. Health insurance is confusing and frustrating, but if you have access to an HSA, you neglect it at your own financial peril because they're awesome. That's right, Joel, because HSAs are the best. <laughs> One of the reasons that they're the best is because they are quite literally the most tax-advantaged account out there. There are three different ways that it can be a tax-advantaged account. That's a, a triple savings. That means you pay no tax on contributions that you make to an HSA. You pay zero taxes on earnings as that money grows. And then you also pay zero taxes when you spend that money on qualified medical expenses. That's a, it's a triple threat. And the reason that we would consider an HSA an investment account, even though you only get the extra tax advantage if you spend it on medical expenses, well, is that you can invest inside of an HSA and your money can experience compounding growth over the decades, just like it can in a 401k or an IRA. And we'll get into some of the nitty gritty on how you spend your HSA in retirement later on. But basically, it's important also to acknowledge that even if your employer offers an HSA to you, well, that HSA is yours and it's not taken away from you when or if you leave your job. So if your employer has mentioned that you have an HSA available to you and you haven't taken advantage of it because you, one, weren't familiar with what it was, or two, thought that maybe it didn't stick with you when you left, well, that's not true. And so it's really important to know that when you open up an HSA, it's with you for life. That's right, Joel. And we've talked about FSAs before, which are flexible spending accounts. And you know what? They're pretty good. But HSAs, they are, they are much, much better. The biggest difference is that your money rolls over with an HSA. So you don't have to spend your contributions all in the same year that you put the funds in. It allows you to go into thinking about HSAs with more of a long-term mindset. Yeah, where I'm employed, Matt, I only have access to an FSA. I don't have an HSA at my disposal. Kind of sounds like a humble brag about how great your health insurance is. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> which means I do have access to really good health insurance, yeah. which is which is nice. But in FSA, I use that to its full potential. But if I had a high deductible plan, and we're going to get into that in a second, I would most definitely be maxing out my HSA. And that is because some of these perks that we've talked about, and in particular, that you can invest for the long term inside of an HSA and use it as an additional retirement savings account vehicle. So we're going to talk about eligibility. We're going to answer a few other questions regarding the HSA right after the break. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Cachava. Just go to Cachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money 
When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Joel, so we were just recounting our trip to Scotland. This is the trip that we took this time last year, actually, with some of our friends over the weekend. And one of the highlights from Edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, man. I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, Matt, so a lot of people are listening to this episode and they're wondering, well, first, I, I didn't know what an HSA was. I didn't know it existed. Now that I know, well, Joel just mentioned he doesn't have access to one. How do I find out if I am eligible for an HSA? And I'm glad you asked. Well, the IRS has set guidelines for who is eligible, but your healthcare plan needs to qualify as a high deductible healthcare plan in order for you to be able to contribute to an HSA. Matt, do you want to go over some of the numbers for us since you're a resident math nerd? The uh, the numbers kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> so we will put a link to that IRS page that has the guidelines there. But for 2019, in order to qualify for an HSA, the minimum annual deductible for an individual's health coverage is 1350 And that number is $2,700 for a family plan. And there's also maximum deductibles as well. And so the maximum deductible and out-of-pocket is $6,750 
for an individual plan and 13,500 for full family healthcare. So basically, if your deductibles fit within that range, uh, you most definitely want to look into this. And there's a few other small requirements as well. We're not going to bore you to death with, <laughs> with all of those requirements, but check out the link. We'll put that on our website. What's great though, is that a lot of the healthcare plans that are out there are labeled as such. They're labeled HSA and they'll have that after the name, right? So it might say like Blue Cross Blue Shield HSA. Yeah. And as healthcare costs have ramped up, more and more plans have become HSA eligible because there are just more high deductible plans on the market. And so if you're in a situation like I am and you've got a day job and an HR department, it's best to reach out and ask if your health insurance plan is HSA eligible. Usually you can get a pretty quick response as to whether it is or isn't. But if it is, boom, it's time to start getting that ball rolling on investing in your HSA. And on top of that, some employers are actually contributing some money to an HSA that you begin to fund, which is a sweet perk. Yeah, that's that's a huge perk, man. It's basically like a match that you don't have to put forth any effort and your employer does it for you. <laughs> right. That's pretty sick. And so that's if you have that steady nine to five, like you do, Joel. Uh, but if you're self-employed, like I am, you still have access to high deductible health plans. Just double check to make sure that it's labeled as such, or if it's not, that you're kind of digging into the details when you are picking out your plan. But regardless, if you're getting a high deductible plan, either through your employer or on your own out in the marketplace, the contribution limits are the same, which means that you can invest uh, $3,500 if you're single, and that's $7,000 if you're married filing jointly. And so it's worth noting that those contribution limits, they're not quite as high as a standard traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. But you know what? If you couple this additional amount that you can invest in an HSA on top of what you can contribute to an IRA, dude, that gets to be a pretty healthy amount of money towards your retirement. That's like instead of facing just Batman, you're facing Batman and Robin, right? Like... <laughs> It's tag team. Robin's just like the little half pint HSA off to the side a little bit. Yes, yeah. you need both in tandem, right? <laughs> well, maybe that begs a bigger question. Maybe the HSA is actually Batman. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, we'll tackle that I a might, little bit I might make that argument here in a little bit. <laughs> all right. So uh, another question that might come up for people who are just now kind of familiarizing themselves with HSAs is what if I no longer have a high deductible health plan in the future? Let's say you're self-employed now with a high deductible health plan and you start investing in an HSA and then you go back and get a traditional job with great health insurance. And this new plan has a really low deductible, which is great. Well, the HSA that you invested in is still yours. You can't contribute anymore uh, during the years in which you don't have high deductible health plans, but that money is still growing for you and you'll still have access to that money tax-free if you use it, like we mentioned earlier, on qualified medical expenses later on in life. Yeah, Joel, and you mentioned the year. It's, it's even down to the month. You might switch healthcare plans. And as soon as you start with a healthcare plan that does not have that high deductible plan, that month, you can no longer make contributions to your HSA. So that's uh, another way that it differs a little bit from an IRA where you kind of have an entire year to, to make contributions or to not. It comes down to the month even that you have or don't have a high deductible health plan. All right, Matt. So here is the question. Is the HSA Batman or is it Robin? <laughs> is, if someone has an HSA available to them, should they invest in one and should they invest in one before maxing out the other retirement accounts that they have access to? Yeah, Joel. I mean, that's the big question, right? That's what we're talking about here. And I would argue that an HSA should be fully funded before your Roth IRA, before a traditional IRA, and before any contributions beyond a match with your 401k. I think the 401k with a match, that comes first because you can never beat that basically 100% on your money, right? Like you can never beat that one for $1 up to the percentage that they're willing to match. But after that, after you've reached your 401k match, 
Should you look at investing in a traditional IRA? Should you look at investing in a Roth IRA? Or should you look at an HSA? And I think it should be an HSA first. The reason being because it is triple tax advantaged. That money is contributed tax-free. It grows tax-free and it leaves that account without being taxed. If spent on qualified medical expenses. Exactly, exactly. And so there's a chance that that money never gets taxed or as with a Roth IRA or with a traditional IRA, you're guaranteed that that money is going to get taxed once, at least once on the front end or the back end. In some way, form or fashion. Exactly. Yes. By the way, I realize that qualified medical expenses sounds like a ridiculous, stupid term. <laughs> and it sounds like something the IRS would say. And it is actually the IRS terminology for this. We will post a link in the show notes to a great website that kind of details what qualified medical expenses are. And we'll kind of also discuss in plain English terms what that means towards the end of the show too. But Matt, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I think whether or not the HSA is Batman or Robin partially depends on people's goals. And we've talked about the Roth IRA in detail. And I think the flexibility of having a Roth IRA adds to its appeal. And maybe... Certainly. And, and, and the fact that you can contribute a little bit more than to a Roth than you can to an HSA actually kind of, in my mind, tips the scales a little bit in favor of contributing to a Roth before you start fully funding that HSA. But the great thing is... If you are truly a dedicated saver and you've placed a high priority on investing for your future, taking that 401k match, if you have that available to you, and then focusing on maybe simultaneously even, but focusing on the Roth and then the HSA, I think is kind of a good way to think about it. And part of where you come down is going to depend on how you how much you value flexibility and what age you're planning on quitting work. Those are some of the questions you're going to want to ask yourself to determine which one is more valuable for you as an investment vehicle. But more than anything, what we want to communicate in this episode is that an HSA can and is truly an investment vehicle. Most of the times when people talk about an HSA, it's talked about as a current savings vehicle for medical expenses that you incur year of. And based on what you can do inside of an HSA, that's the absolute wrong way to be using it. Yeah, that takes a very limited mindset in how you're approaching this amazing vehicle. It's, it's kind of like if you have that brand new Tesla and you only take it to the Aldi down the street and then you come back home. Like, that's it. There's so much more that that car can do, but you're just taking it to the grocery store. It can go zero <laughs> to 30 in 20 seconds. You know, <laughs> like that's not what you want to hear about your Tesla, man, because they can go way faster and much quicker. Yeah, bottom line, the HSA is a fantastic retirement vehicle. And we're going to talk more about how to get the most out of your HSA. We'll get to that right after the break. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money 
When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Joel, so we were just recounting our trip to Scotland. This is the trip that we took this time last year, actually, with some of our friends over the weekend. And one of the highlights from Edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, Matt, so we mentioned just a second ago how most people, the way they talk about HSAs, it's as a current savings vehicle for this year's medical expenses. And that's not the worst thing that could happen. You're still essentially using tax-free money to, to pay for current medical expenses. But if you use an HSA in that manner, you're not really taking advantage of what it's able to do for you. All right. So if you do want to go ahead and open an HSA, which we would recommend if you are eligible, you of course want to make sure that you are putting it to work. You're getting the most out of it. The first thing to consider is to contribute as much as you can every single year. You mentioned the annual limits, the annual contribution limits. That's $3,500 for singles, $7,000 if you're married filing jointly. Try to hit those limits every single year because you can't go back in time and contribute for prior years where you didn't. And if you are contributing through automated payroll deductions, 
you are saving on FICA tax. So you're not having to pay additional payroll taxes on the money that you are contributing to your HSA. Yeah. So that's an additional tax savings. Instead of just saving on the income taxes that you would have paid on that money, you're also, in addition, saving extra tax that you would have paid on that income. Yeah. Social Security, Medicare... Yeah, it's a sweet deal. Another way to get the most out of your HSA is to begin investing inside of your HSA. So treating it like a retirement account is crucial in this whole process. If you don't invest inside of your HSA, well, it's really just not nearly as good of a vehicle. Thinking of your HSA like a Roth IRA or a 401k and choosing investments inside of your HSA that will put your money in the market to grow over the long term, that's where you're going to see the biggest benefit. And that's where the HSA really, really shines. And most people ineffectively use their HSA by treating it like a savings account for medical expenses, as opposed to treating it like an investment account to be used further on down the road. And when you're investing within your HSA, just like with regular retirement accounts, low fees are critical. They're crucial. Just like with any other investment accounts, you want to make sure that you're minimizing the expenses that are going towards that account management, as well as costs and expenses associated with those different fees. Yeah, we talked about this recently. Lower fees equal better for you. So a couple of places to consider, Lively and Fidelity, those are going to be your best bets uh, for where you should have your HSA account. Yeah, those are the two leaders in low-cost HSA accounts. And so those are honestly the only two places I would in all likelihood consider having my HSA Basically, if you have a choice over the company you do business with when it comes to your HSA, Lively and Fidelity are going to be your best bets because low fees rock and that's what they prioritize. All right, Matt, on to the major sticking point of how to get the most out of your HSA. Well, that lies in not tapping your HSA funds. That is how you maximize this account. If you pay your healthcare bills out of pocket and let your HSA continue to grow over the years, that is how you're going to build wealth inside of an HSA. Instead of taking the funds that you contribute to an HSA and tapping them for current medical expenses, you want to wait as long as you can and access those HSA funds after decades of growth. Yeah. And that only makes sense with the way that we're talking about investing within an HSA, right? If you are going to put your money in low-cost index funds within your HSA, well, that's not money that you're going to want to touch because the market goes up, the market goes down. You don't want to be in a position where you have to withdraw some money for medical expenses because you don't know where the market's going to be. And so it kind of makes sense that someone who isn't using an HSA to its full potential, right? They're using the HSA to literally pay their medical bills like they thought they were supposed to, that it's sitting there in cash because they want availability to it. They want that access and it needs to be liquid. That makes sense. It only makes sense if that's how you're using your HSA, but we are recommending that you don't use your HSA that way. Pay those medical bills out of pocket, contribute funds to your HSA, put them in low-cost index funds and allow them to grow for decades to come. However, a key component to getting that third tax advantage, right? Like we know that you can contribute tax-free. We know that the earnings grow within an HSA tax-free. But the third way to get that tax advantage is being able to take those distributions, but you want them to be qualified. And the way to make sure that your distributions are qualified is that you want to make sure that you hold on to your receipts. You want to keep those receipts forever. It's probably a good idea to digitize those receipts. Uh, Make sure that you have a digital record because there's no time stipulation 
for when you can reimburse your health expenses. I think that's the coolest thing in this it's, whole thing. It's nuts. It's, it's like this crazy loophole, right? <laughs> right. It's like you can incur a medical expense today in 2019, Matt, that is, let's say it's $200. And you can take a picture of that receipt. You can keep a digital file of it. And in 2059, when you're 40 years older and your money has had time to grow in this HSA, you're able to basically tap your HSA for those funds. And it doesn't matter that that expense occurred 40 years ago. You can withdraw the funds then. That's the most interesting part of the HSA as a vehicle is that you can wait a long, long time from your actual medical procedure or the medical device that you purchased and tap the funds way down the road. Yeah, man. Just think about the potential expenses, the potential medical expenses that you could have accrued over a 40-year period. I mean, who knows? Like We're talking possibly even hundreds of thousands of dollars, at least maybe 50 to 100, right? And that is how you can reimburse yourself when you're 40 years older and you have proof. And so you're able to withdraw those funds without being taxed. And what's incredible too, is that you don't actually have to wait that 40 years like Joel mentioned. One of the benefits we've talked before about a Roth IRA is that you have flexibility to withdraw your contributions tax and penalty free. Let's say it's only been 10 years worth of accruing your medical expenses. Well, as long as you have those receipts, say you are in a bind and you're in a position where you need access to that money, well, you can reimburse yourself for 10 years worth of medical expenses. And maybe that's not $100,000, but gosh, it might be 10 or 20, maybe 10 or $20,000. And that's money that you can kind of tap just like you would with a Roth IRA. And so what I'm saying though here is that the HSA has almost the same flexibility that a Roth IRA has. It just has the added step of a little bit of paperwork, making sure that you maintain those receipts if the IRS comes knocking and they want to make you prove it. Yeah, Matt, one thing that people ask is, well, what if I have too much money in my HSA when I get to retirement and I don't have that many qualified medical expenses to have made investing in an HSA? Oh, what a life. I've got too much money set aside. (laughs) (laughs) I know that that is like truly the best case scenario where you could have too much money set aside in your HSA. But what would you tell someone that asked that question? Well, Joel, first of all, we are going to have a ton of medical expenses by the time we're older. I can't say exactly how much, but that's just that's just how life goes. We spend money on healthcare. It costs a lot. The fact is, though, there are a lot of eligible expenses. The list of eligible items, it runs the gamut. It ranges from just eyeglasses to x-rays to prescriptions, even to long-term care and even vasectomies. I'd look that up. That's oh, all okay. there too. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good to know. And make sure you're keeping your receipts for those Zenny optical glasses, buddy. Okay? Yeah. $20 a pop. I want to get reimbursed for that junk. <laughs> well, on that note, I'm actually not eligible myself for an HSA because I am not on a high deductible plan. Yeah. You're actually not on an actual health insurance plan. You have health sharing coverage. Yeah. And that's something we might talk about one of these days. Yeah. You've written about it on the website too. If people want to know more about that, you can check out Matt's article on why he's a part of a health sharing plan as opposed to something like a high deductible health plan on our website, howtomoney.com. And Matt, I think another thing I would say besides it being a larger list of eligible expenses than most people might think there is, well, in the worst case, scenario, which is still a good case scenario. An HSA functions like a traditional IRA in many ways. So you'll pay tax on the money that you withdraw that isn't spent on qualified healthcare expenses. But that's exactly what you do with a traditional IRA. Exactly. Like you hit a certain age. And in this case, the age is a little bit older. We're talking age 65 that you have to wait until versus 59 and a half, which is what it is for a traditional IRA. 
But what you're saying is the worst case scenario is that, oh, by the way, you have an extra traditional IRA account. Right. Boo-hoo. <laughs> I know. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's why I think there aren't really many objections that can be raised to investing in an HSA. I think exactly. it, it makes a lot of sense. And if you have the desire and the ability to contribute more money to retirement than just investing in a regular 401k or IRA account, well, I think the HSA is at minimum, the slam dunk next move. And maybe makes sense, as you mentioned earlier, to be the Batman in the scenario and potentially becoming like your go-to retirement account at the same time. Yeah, the HSA literally could take that lead role when it comes to setting money aside for retirement. I mean, the only downside that I see with that is the fact that it requires a little more bookkeeping. Like you have to keep those receipts but that being said, if you're like me and you take a picture of every single receipt with a little digital point and shoot... Of course you do. Because that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> then you're already doing that and there's really no additional work. The only additional work that I could think of that might be handy is if you kept maybe an Excel file, which I also do, and you list out all of your medical expenses. That way you have a running total. And that way you know the exact amount of the medical expenses that you can be reimbursed for down the road. Yeah, it is really nice to have that running total for when you are ready to actually access those funds, right? Yeah, that's right. But yeah, other than the bookkeeping, I really see no other reason why someone shouldn't open and fund an HSA before a Roth or traditional IRA. Strong words, my friend. Yeah, Strong that's words. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I still really like the Roth. Like I mentioned earlier, I think there, there's a lot of current flexibility. There's some beauty in its simplicity. I'll say that. And there's also just the beauty that a lot more people are eligible to contribute to a Roth than are eligible to contribute to an HSA. Exactly. And so I think you know that's a reason we're going to just mention the Roth more often on the show. But if you have access to an HSA, don't let it fall by the wayside. Don't forget about it. And now that you know what it is, you're going to want to strongly consider putting some money aside inside of that account. All right, let's kick it back to the beer. We had Mirror Universe. Uh, this is a hazy IPA by Fair State Brewing Co-op. Hey, so are you a true Southerner? Do you say Mirror or do you say Mira? Mirror. Do you? Yeah. You say it properly? Yeah. No, I'm not a... I, I'm kind of a Southerner, but I'm mostly a <laughs> transplant from the Northwest. So it doesn't really count. Yeah, I'm not really from the South either. I grew up here in the South, but you know, my dad's from the Midwest and my mom's Korean. So there's very few sort of Southern sayings that I've latched onto. That being said, I bet folks listening are like, no, nah, you guys are totally Southern. <laughs> <laughs> well, and honestly, people who live in Atlanta, it's a completely different world from the majority of the South because it's this big metropolitan city. Yeah. And so I think people think of Atlanta as the South and rightly so. There are a lot of Southern sensibilities. There's a lot of Southernness to Atlanta. Southernosity. Right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's probably what I'll call it. But truly, Atlanta has a lot of differences from a lot of the rest of the Southeast. So yeah, that's why I love Atlanta. It's just kind of this unique hybrid. And I feel like I belong here because I feel like I'm a unique hybrid myself. And you are too, buddy. But enough about that. What did you think of this beer? Well, first off, I'll mention that the cane is really hard to read because uh, with it being Mirror Universe, everything is, is kind of written backwards or upside down. But I kind of dig it because it makes me think of Stranger Things. And I just got a niche in for some Stranger Things, man. But regardless, this beer, I really enjoyed it, man. It was really tasty. Had that new classic IPA flavor, juicy, kind of smooth drinking with a little bit of that hot bite. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. On the label, it says that they used quote unquote, too many hops. And uh, yeah, I love that because honestly, in my opinion, I'm kind of a hop head. You really can't put too many hops in a beer for me. Yeah. I thought this had an awesome hop aroma, nice hop notes in the flavor profile. And so hate to disagree with you, Fair State uh, Brewing Co-op, but, <laughs> but no, not too many hops because I can take it. Yeah, this was a really good beer. So um, give us more hops. Yeah. Major thanks to Riley for sending this one into us. We appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Riley in Minnesota. And if you're ever in Minneapolis, be sure to check out Fair State Brewing Cooperative. Yeah, do it. 
All right, Matt. So let's give our final thoughts on the subject. Are HSAs actually the best retirement account out there? Well, Joel, it's up to the individual. But if you qualify, I think you seriously need to consider an HSA for the reasons being it is triple tax advantage. It's completely free money. You don't have to pay taxes on your contributions, on earnings, and for qualified medical distributions. But worst case scenario, if you no longer have any qualified medical expenses... Well, essentially, it converts into a traditional IRA. The only difference is, is that instead of being able to make those withdrawals at age 59 and a half, you have to wait five and a half more years until you hit age 65. That is a great worst case scenario to have. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think more than anything, this episode was a primer for people who maybe don't know what they are. And maybe you don't have access to an HSA where you work right now, but you will in the future. Or maybe you have access to an HSA currently and you didn't really know what it was. So you just kind of bypassed it. And hopefully this episode made you realize the amazing benefits that an HSA has to offer if you use it properly. So if you think of your HSA as an investment tool for long-term wealth building, then you're using it properly. So my biggest takeaway is to let people know that the HSA is one of the perfect investment vehicles for long-term wealth building. So don't forget about the poor little HSA. It's basically Batman. Honestly, the only superhero movies I've ever seen are Batman movies. So... Well, even going back to like the classic, the old school Batman and Robin movies. Oh yeah, that was good stuff. Or they're climbing up the side of the building. Did they do that every single episode? Like climb up the building like with a rope oh, where, think, they, where they shot it sideways? I think so. That was, Adam West was Batman back then. They've had a lot of iterations since then. I think my favorite <laughs> Batman, if I had to pick one, would have been the one where Jim Carrey was the Joker. That was so good. I think it was literally called Batman and Robin. Really? Which one was that? Is that in the 90s, I assume? Oh uh, man, it was probably like 2002, something like that. So I'm going to have to disown you as a friend because you can't beat Christian Bale and Heath Ledger, dude. Come on. They were great. They were great. But nobody beats Jim Carrey, in my opinion. He was He's amazing. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's the end of this podcast. I think we're never going <laughs> to... We can't come to agreement on that. Then The end. Yeah. Uh, you can find our show notes up at howtomoney.com. And we'll link to that IRS post where they have the guidelines as to who is eligible. And we'll also link to our friend Brandon's uh, long form article. You know, Brandon's site is where I go to always figure out where the best credit card signup bonus is, by the way. So while you're there, click on travel cards. And even if you don't want a travel card, you can click the button that switches it from travel to money, money cash back. That's what I do. Yeah, he does a great job on his website and on his podcast, The Mad Scientist. And if you've appreciated this podcast and this episode, we would appreciate your feedback. The best way to leave that feedback is to leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. And it helps get the word out about our show to other people who want to learn about money stuff. All right, Joel. Until next time, man. Best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.